As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sifpa Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. We're sitting in our chairs in a circle, and you never know which one of us will come to the light. It's Sifpa. Honestly, I think that, you know, just sitting in the dark, just chilling, letting everybody else do their thing. <laughs> I'd be I'd be the uh, the doldrum, the lethargic one. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, definitely. Welcome to <laughs> Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Huh! I'm uh, Aaron Dicer <laughs> from YourMovieFriend.com. Joined by Andrew Ormsby, who's from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Today's guru, from Jesus Take the Real, it's Jesus. What's up, guys? It's your boy Devon Taylor here, a.k.a. Jesus. How are y'all doing? Uh, you the real MVP. Jesus Take the Real is your new podcast? Yes. Nice. Yes, it's my new podcast. It is, um, it's, a, it's a good time. Andrew's been on it, and mm-hmm. we talked... Um, like authoritative government type movies. V for Vendetta. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to take it personally, but every time a guru comes in that has a podcast, they're like, yeah, we had Andrew on and everything. I have never been on anybody else's podcast. Well, see, you need to leave the bunker, Aaron. <laughs> if, if you go back to the last time I was on the show, I hadn't started yet and I teased the podcast. Truth. So now that I'm back and it's officially going, now I can officially invite you. Very cool. And that's, and that's we'll see what happens. I'm a guinea pig in case, in case it fails. <laughs> Then they then they bring in the VIPs later on. I uh, I guess that's not true. I guess one of our gurus does the horrible movie podcast, and I have been on the horrible movie podcast, not. which you have not. So I got at least one in the positive column there. So yeah. yes, no, I'm I'm gonna get you on soon. Yeah, we just uh, we talk movies, but we have weird conversations, uh, talk hypotheticals, we play games, all sorts of stuff. It's a good time. Very cool. Well, how you guys been? How's life? Living the dream one yeah. day at a time. Yeah. Things going all right? Yeah, everything's yep. been great. All I've right. been just real busy. Like the podcast oh, man. really took off and I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, it's lots of fun. Uh, I'm really excited about this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. We went and oh, saw a movie yes. together that we're excited to talk about uh, called Split. Uh, so we're going to do that. And it's from M. Night Shyamalan. So we're going to do 
an official sift sort. We've uh, named this segment sift sort, and that's where we take a category of film that has a limited number of uh, movies in it and actually do an official sift pop ranking. We did this with the Star Wars movies. That was the first sift sort. So we're going to do it with uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies. And, of course, we'll have Buried Treasure uh, at the end. But first, we'll start with some Do We Care. Andrew, take it away. Every single week, we have three items in a Do We Care segment to let you guys know if we care about what's going on in the entertainment world. First up, big one, big one. The upcoming film, A Dog's Purpose, has come under extreme fire after a video was leaked by TMZ showing mistreatment of one of the dogs on the set. Do we care? Yes, absolutely. Did you guys watch the video? Yes. Yes. Okay, see, I haven't seen the video. I didn't know that I that I wanted to. <laughs> How bad is it? It's bad. It's, okay. not, it's not like they're beating up the dog, but... Can I tell you my understanding of it? Yeah. My understanding is that they're filming some sort of uh, water scene yes. with, like, rapids and those uh-huh. kind of things, mm-hmm. and their dog doesn't want to go in the water, Yeah, but they force the dog into the water and under the water, even though the dog is complaining. Well, they throw the dog in the they water. They throw the even, dog in, the dog re- goes under. And the dog goes under, and then they have to jump in to save it. Okay. So, I, I think just really what shows is just the insensitivity, I guess. Like, you gotta know when you're doing a movie with animals, like, if they're not cooperating that day, like, hey, you might just have to shoot something else. Well, and, and that's yeah. what they said. That's how so it's I think supposed it's just to go. insensitive so, um, is what it is. There's uh, American Humane Society. They always have somebody on set to make sure that uh, the animals are being treated uh, fairly and right. kindly the person on the set was fired because of this because they didn't make sure i that saw things suspended were... oh susp- suspended yeah. yeah i saw suspended but yeah, still so, i mean yeah um was this a movie you were interested in to begin with yeah no i i, I am actually in boycotting this movie i'm not going to go see it now would you would you have seen it though otherwise do you think maybe uh it would have been difficult for me because you know losing my dog so recently mm-hmm. it would have been hard for me to watch because the movie's about dogs passing away and how people deal with it mm-hmm. so it would have been tough but i would probably still would have gone to see it but now i'm just not gonna do it jesus what are you what are your thoughts were you thinking about seeing the movie anyway um, how does it i affect mean yeah it? It, it was a movie that kind of surprised me with the trailer and uh, i was thinking about seeing it but now i mean will i event i mean i'm sure it will stumble onto my tv at some point but i'm not gonna like go to the theaters and like support the yeah. studio or anything like i mean that, my so. my situation's a little different in that you know i'm supposed to see it you yeah, know because yeah. i'm supposed Kinda to review it and uh and i don't know that i would necessarily quote unquote boycott it anyway um but i think i don't know that it's going to come out i'm going to be honest with you right now this is hitting them hard yeah. like they are well, no, they canceled the screen like the premiere yeah yeah they canceled the premiere so it, it might not they might pull it and so. take the loss so, okay, just so you guys know how the fans are dealing with this, uh, Dog's Purpose on IMDb, oh, wow, they changed it. Or initially, you could rank, you know, you could rank yeah, the yeah. film. They took the rating off for this film. Yeah, it had so many one stars. It had so many ones that it was yeah. in the bottom 100 movies of all time, and it hadn't even come out yet. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, they took off the rating for Dog's Purpose. Wow. It's so, it's so interesting to me. Because, you know, you see that thing at the end of every movie that says, you know, no animals were, you know, harmed in the making of this film. And and, and let's let's be fair. The dog was not harmed in a physical, like, repercussions, consequences, long-term yeah. ways. Now, there is harm to an animal who is forced to do something that, you know, they, they don't want to do. So there's that as well. Yeah. But I here's what I find really interesting, though. Whoever had this video saved it and released it at the perfect place to release it to do maximum damage to this movie. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that like is that's two yeah. weeks before it comes out. Yeah, I mean that's I mean less than two weeks, I guess, because it comes out so, on the twenty seventh. So does a that week. Say that maybe this person knows something that we might not know. I don't know, and, don't know. and maybe other stuff was going. I mean, are they why? Why were they filming? Did they know things were happening? Like, yeah, it's, it's just kind of, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Well, still. it looks like the they start filming where the dog is definitely reluctant and not wanting to get into the water, mm-hmm. and that's when they start filming. But here's something else we got to think about: Josh Gad, the actor who voices the dogs in this movie. Yeah, he put out a statement. He put out a statement, but I feel bad for the guy because he's getting tied to a movie where he was just in a booth. Yeah, he recording had nothing audio. to do he with the production. Yeah. And, and now like, people are saying, why would you be involved with this? Why would you blah, be involved blah. in this movie? Same thing with like Dennis Quaid and stuff, mm-hmm. because this was one of those, the director of the film wasn't even on set that day. It's one of those um, like crew pickup shots, you know, sort of thing that they yeah. did. So he's like, God, I didn't even know this happened. And poor like the actors and the director i just i actually do feel bad for them it's the crew that was there that yeah. day that you got to be upset with mm-hmm. just a lack of professionalism and sensitivity and i think from this that is a i think this is supposed to be a directorial crew. debut for this guy too so oh that's rough man yeah that's rough see. and you know you you really feel for josh and so many others who had nothing to do with this i mean movies are, are made by so many people and they just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have been able to to do anything about this. Like, they didn't even know about this. So, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't a directorial debut. I think it was the... But uh, either way, you've got to feel bad for the director, unless he was on set that day, which yeah. I don't think he was. Yeah. For that scene. Anyhow. Uh, wow. Good sense of humor in the chat. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> can't count the number of times they shoved Brad Pitt into a lake and had to rescue him from drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on. What's next? Number two for Do We Care. Tim Burton and Will Smith are attached to the Disney's fourth upcoming live action remake of the 1941 classic film Dumbo. I saw this. Wow. I am super excited for Disney's first horrible live action movie. <laughs> I've been intrigued by this for a while. Uh, I think I, mean, I know it said be it on- Beauty and the Beast. I, I just got a feeling because there's so many Disney apologists out there, yeah. they'll be like, no, it's great. But I, there, there's no saving grace from a Tim Burton movie. So, well, see, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm on the I'm, I'm on the other hand here. I uh, I care. Big Good. Time Fight it out. Fight. About the, Fight. Fight. I, I remember I even said it on the last time I was here. Like, I'm, I'm a Burton apologist. I'll admit it. Like, I, I do love Tim Burton, but I've been pretty uh, hit or miss with the live action Disney films. I think Jungle Book was I mean, it was fine. I didn't. I love Jungle Thank Book. Thank you. I'm I actually with I, I admire yeah. it. I, I do admire it. Uh, the effects in it are fantastic, but it's a it's a pretty math movie. And then Cinderella's fine. And then Beauty and the Beast. I mean, I love the cast, but the trailers don't really have me sold or anything. So I don't know. I'm hit or miss. So a Tim Burton Dumbo movie. This was supposed to be uh, the very first live action Disney film. Oh, interesting. So it's been around for a while, but then now Will Smith is gonna be in it. What? Yeah. I, it, I listen. I'm in. I I refuse to prejudge movies. Like I, I if I can never look at a concept and go, oh, you can't make a good movie out of that. There have been too many times yeah. that has been proven wrong. Oh, yeah. in, in my mind, so I just let them make the movie. Then I watch it and then I decide. And uh, I have to tell you, completely disagree about uh, Cinderella in Jungle Book. I think Cinderella is a fabulous movie. Uh, really well done. Some really cool themes in that movie. And Jungle Book is really good too. Not the best. Um. But what else have they, is are those the only two live actions so far? And then we'll made? have uh, I know Lion King. They're doing Lion well, King. Yeah, they are doing uh, Lion Maleficent. King. Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah, that's a little because it wasn't really a Maleficent movie. 
Well, it's not, it's not a Sleeping Beauty movie. It's not a Sleeping Beauty movie. Right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's but still it's in the, yeah. the live action. Disney Maleficent was kind of hit or miss for me. Did Disney make... I guess they had to have because they have the rights. What, the Snow White and the For Huntsman? Maleficent. Did Disney make that one? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. they, yeah, they made Snow White. It just didn't feel like it was a Disney movie, so that's what yeah. I was asking. I don't know. Will Smith in a Tim Burton movie is something I didn't know that I wanted. But now that I've heard it now, I, I need it. Will Smith is, you know, I, I want to see him do something fun again because he, he does so many of the Oscar Beatty movies. Yeah. And, you know, just let him do something fun again, just as long as it's not Suicide Squad. If, no, if nothing else, it has my curiosity peaked. Like, what exactly. is this movie? Like, what is this movie hey, going to be? That, that scene in Dumbo with the, the hallucinations. Yeah, stuff, right? The pink elephants on parade, That's terrifying. Man. So, I mean, imagine when Burton's, you're going to get a good scene of that alone. Interesting. What else you got? Number three. This is a long one here, so bear with me. All right. Ubisoft is up to bat again at trying to make a good video game movie. This time with their critical flop game, The Division. The film has cast Jake Gyllenhaal a while ago. I think we actually talked about that once. But they have found a director in Stephen Gagan from Traffic, Syriana, and McConaughey's newest movie, Gold. Um. Well, that doesn't. I. I don't know that I care about this. Do you guys care? I've n- never even heard of the game. Su- super. So. Okay. Do you want a synopsis of the game? It's, sure. Uh. So basically, Andrew, do you care? Not really. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I know a lot of people would because it's sure. Ubisoft and the game sold a lot. It just wasn't a good game. It turned out because it looks super cool. The game was in development for like six years. It was shown at E three about six years ago, and it just came out last year. It's um, after this plague pretty much wipes out New York. It's like this barren wasteland where this elite force of... so It's a t- based Tom Clancy. So this elite force of soldiers comes in to try and bring order back to the city, and they pretty much mapped out... You're not all. getting me, man. I'm just yeah. I'm not interested. I'm not... The game not mapped really out all of New York. So you could travel all around like Manhattan and like stuff. What, like what by like sewers and stuff. No, like or? well you could like, like actual New York. You could do like an New actual York. map of New York. And yeah. So is that why people found it interesting? Yeah. That doesn't even translate to a movie. Like uh, how is that even? Yeah. How, translate to a good movie. That sounds like um like some national I treasure. Mean, not which, that we would be surprised like if there was a bad video game movie. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know they just Ubisoft just made the Assassin's Creed movie and we know how that turned out. So yes, we do. I, so, think, I think if I think if Ubisoft is smart though, that there's a lot of things to learn about the Assassin's Creed movie because it's it's a terrible movie, but I think I figured out the problem on why video game movies don't work. And if they can learn from that, I mean it could be good, but who knows? There have been a few good video game movies. I am on record. I know what the first good video game movie will be other than the ones Andrew says are good. Yeah. Tetris. Uh, that that movie's gonna be amazing. Why? <laughs> Which one? The first one or the fifth one? Yeah, the first, all five of them. All That's going to be one of the most incredible expanded universes ever. That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. All right, you guys ready to talk about Split? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I've never seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Who are you? Split comes from M. Night Shyamalan. He's back with his 10th film as a director. And uh, he his most recent The Visit got a little bit of acclaim, so people are saying maybe there's a Shyamalanaissance that's happening. Shyamalanaissance. Yes. And so 
We're looking at how that'd be spelled. <laughs> Man, that just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, Shamalan. I know it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Now you got it. Uh, it stars James McAvoy as somebody dealing with DID, dissociative identity disorder, uh, which uh, many people call multiple personalities or split personalities, and his goal of trying to keep the darkness uh, inside of him that some of those personalities have. Now, I will say right off the top. We're going to be completely spoiler-free here in the main podcast, and that is going to be difficult. <laughs> like, it is really hard to talk about this movie. Any Shyamalan and, movie and, without spoiling Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's this always, one in particular. This though. one in particular is difficult to talk about that in that way, but we're going to do it. Um, and then if you would come to the spoiler cast uh, special afterward in your podcast feed, if you've seen the movie. If you or, haven't seen the movie, this is what I would say. Please don't listen to the spoiler cast. Please see the movie before you listen to the spoiler cast, uh, because I want you to be able to have the same experience we did in the movie theater uh, with this movie. So, is that fair to yeah. say? Yes, no, right. for sure. I think in spoiler cast, we actually do need to talk about like the movie going experience. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. So. Um, let's just start here. Uh, what do you think overall, Andrew? Okay. Just okay. Yeah. Just well, in the, right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. No, I loved it. Loved it? I loved this movie. I have landed on loved it. Uh, I was on liked it, and then this morning I just kept thinking about it, and and I loved it. You know what? I'll say this. I think a second viewing of this movie, I would like it a lot more. Yeah. I do think that. I think you're going to like it a lot more Like after we do the, like, the spoiler cast and talk about you know some of the details and stuff. Um, no, I'm not saying that there aren't parts about this movie that I love, because yeah, there yeah, are yeah. parts about this movie I absolutely love. Well, why don't you start there? What did, what did you love? Okay, so this is incredibly difficult role for anybody to do, but I think that James McAvoy does a phenomenal job and gives a really good performance for an incredibly difficult character to pull off. Oscar-worthy? No. You don't think so? No. I put him, I mean, so far this year at least, <laughs> I put him in the running. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, can I, I she'll say this, movie of the year. <laughs> That's right. So far, That's right. Movie, movie of the, of the year. year. Uh, I, no, I think it's a brilliant performance. Yeah. What he does in this is mind-blowing. Maybe his best performance, easily oh, I his best it, performance. I think it is. I think this is his best performance. I mean, this movie completely hinges on him pulling off this performance. If he doesn't pull it off, then this movie falls apart. Yeah. And he, every... The facial mannerisms that he made each personality just so distinct. Yeah, it, it was it was incredible. Yeah, like, it really, is. their faces all rested differently. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like I mean, it was just it was really interesting. He, you there know, were like, parts he looked like a different person. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a phenomenal performance, and I think that's definitely something to to bring out right at the top. Maybe the best thing about the movie is his performance. I, oh, oh yeah, I'd say hands down. Yeah, that's definitely easily the best part of this film. If even if you're not an M Night fan, like you can appreciate what James McAvoy is doing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, what you got? What do you like? Uh, what do I like? I mean, yeah, James McAvoy, of course. Um, uh, the other lead, Anya Taylor Joy. I've been a fan of hers. Uh, she was in The, the Witch, Witch last year, and then she was also in Morgan. Morgan, the Witch, the Witch, the, 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 the Witch. Yes, Morgan, not a great movie, but no. she does a fantastic performance, and she's the best part of it. She's a uh, fantastic. I would the say Witch. Paul Giamatti's the best part of that movie, and he's yeah. And he's yeah, okay. But. Yeah, that's a very good, thing. but uh, she's a she's a rising star, and she's not just um she's not just like a scream queen though either. Like she's kind of bringing this new breed of scream queen to horror because I mean horror's kind of been changing a lot lately. The screamless mm-hmm. queen, the yeah, scre- yeah. Like, well, and some of that's some of that's M Night too. I it's one of the things I loved about the movie. It felt like classic M Night to me. The oh, way yeah. he directed the actors, 
uh, he has this real particular style for his actors. It's very, it almost feels like everybody's on Valium or something. Like it's, it's very laid back and stilted and there's lots of pauses and there's lots of silence and chance for the camera to really feel like emotions and stuff. I thought it specifically with uh, the actress who played um, the counselor. Um, yeah, Betty. Uh, what's Becky. It's Becky, oh, it Becky something. Okay. So her performance at times I was like, I can't uh, tell. Betty Buckley. I, Betty I, Buckley. I, yeah, Betty Buckley. I, 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 at times I was like, is this a bad performance? And I think, and I don't think it was, I think it was just an intentional performance the way M. Night likes his actors. You see a lot of it, you know, uh, in some of his older movies as well with, you know, I mean, even Mel Gibson, who's usually, you know, uh, somebody who's high energy, can be high energy, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. His performance in Signs is very laid back. I, I yeah. think it was very intentional. And then I can get more into it in the spoiler cast. On oh, yeah. Like why sure. her performance is so particular to this film. So yeah, I'll, no, I'll save that. Totally for agree. Cast, now, I am, I am just a... Spoiler, I'm going to talk about performances and the cons as well. So. Okay. But uh, what, Aaron, what did you find in this movie that you loved? Oh, so much. Uh, the other part of classic M. Night being back was the shot selection. There were some gorgeous shots in this movie. Uh, some very, some Hitchcock nods, which he's always done. There's yeah. a stairway shot that is so reminiscent of vertigo it's and the um it's the door it, it was the uh cinematographer of it follows which is that's one of right. my favorite horror films so whenever i heard that that he was the cinematographer i knew this was gonna look super pretty and it did like cinematography fantastic the, the thing with Shyamalan is he does know how to build tension and that was the other thing i wanted to say yeah he's done it better obviously in other movies but i still think he does a really good job in this i will one. tell you i will tell you the first scene in this movie is crazy suspenseful. Good cold open. Um, yeah. yeah, really good cold open from, you know, uh, let's just say the, the moment at the trunk for those next, you know, five, ten minutes is powerful, powerful stuff. I cannot wait to rewatch that scene and how he uses the camera to build that. And also how he use. I love how he uses the camera and his actors to also give you red herrings for possible twists. So there's a lot of that in this movie where you wonder, oh, maybe why is this this way? Is that going yeah. to be, you know what I mean? So your brain starts yeah. thinking of things. You can tell a lot of it is M. Night's writing. And then um, my other favorite, another big part of the movie was uh, the score of this film. It was very subtle and it would kind of creep into scenes. And you didn't really know that the score was happening. Uh, the Visit, his last film, didn't have one. So it was a very good contrast that this uh, film was very stylized. I like stylized horror. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, of course, the themes. I, when it comes to M. Night, he's just so smart. And the themes about, uh, you know, flesh versus spirit in this were beautiful. The, the, the theme, power of belief. Yeah, the power of belief. The the theme of, you know, uh, being broken uh, was all throughout this and kind of the empathy for the broken. Um, and, you know, which is a beautiful play on Split. You know, his personalities are literally broken apart as well as um, you know, his uh, his life has been broken apart. Yeah. There's just some really beautiful metaphor and themes that I always love yeah. uh, with M Night stuff, or I used to always love until a couple movies happened, and I was like, M Night, where did you go? Yeah, and now I love them. I again. think I think he's back. Uh, he's it does coming, feel like he's that, coming right? Back. He's coming back. Yeah, it definitely does feel like that. One last thing. This isn't a spoiler, but my last pro, I got Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk Say more the, about, about the Shyamalaning of us all uh, yeah. in the in the spoiler cast for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's all I have for pros. Let's go to the negatives then. Okay, so I have to say this: performances in this movie besides McAvoy 
uh, Anya Taylor and uh, Betty. Everybody else is either forgettable or horrible performances in this movie. I think it's intentional, but I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I have per- a comment on it in spoiler cast on why I can prove that wrong. Because I think. every other, um, everybody knows that, that she's not the only one kidnapped. The right. other two girls, so bad. It was actually cringeworthy for me. Like I did not I thought, feel that. I thought one uh, of them was um, the girl that was in Edge of 17. I forget what her name was. The blonde one? Yeah, the blonde one. She was a little bit over the top. The other one, I didn't mind so much. Yeah, But I, I, I have a reason. I, I think it's very intentional on M. Night's writing. I didn't notice either of them being cringeworthy. Really? Uh, oh, there were a couple side performances Banana that I was hammocks. like, wow, that's... That is not that is not great acting, but I but again when we get to spoilers, I, I really think that was intentional. I yeah. really do. Anything else that you had for? Oh, for I, got a, I got a bunch of stuff well, me, in the cons. I, I, I'll let you guys go first. I I don't really have any. What? <laughs> what? I, 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 I come do. on. I th- I've been thinking about it. That's part of the reason the movie's growing on me so much is because when I try to think of what I didn't like, it's hard for me to really land on something other than. You like you mentioned some of those acting performances, but I kind of give some grace on those. Um, my biggest con of the film is, and it's not really a big con, because the movie is not a horror per se. It is a psychological thriller. However, I think I wanted a few more scares in there because, like, even the visit is still more of a thriller as well. But it has some really good scares. In oh, the it, visit! So. The visit is definitely more of a of a scare horror yeah. type movie. So this I, is full on suspense thriller. This is all yeah. suspense, all psychological thriller. But I could have done with a little bit more, a few more horror elements in it, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So that that'd be my biggest con. That's the only thing that has it rated a little bit lower. Well, help us would. out, Andrew. What are some of the other things we should have noticed? Okay, so you loved the beginning of this movie. I really did. I thought it was a little bit rushed. I rushed? Thought, I thought it was rushed. Huh. Um, okay. Not like the you said the trunk scene. That yeah. scene was great, but like right after that, um, I thought everything was kind of sloppily edited and kind of rushed. Just you know, cram a whole bunch of information into the beginning. I thought that it could have been spread out a little bit more. Okay. Um, everything else I had, okay. I th- honestly, and this is going to sound weird, but I think the film ends up using women's as, women as sexual objects unnecessarily. Okay. I thought that it was pointless, and I'll get into that in spoilers to, uh... Well, I, I have a refute against that that's not really spoilers, because I think that was just, it was, it was used to show, uh, more distinction among the personalities, because with Dennis's, that personality, Dennis, yeah. like, he was meant to be a, uh undesirable personality but he was one of the stronger ones but he had flaws and that's one what one of his flaws was that he like liked to see the girls naked and stuff like that and i thought that honestly I and, thought and, just and just to be clear it is pg-13 and the girls are never naked or, but yeah. they, you, you know, know what they're I mean. in some states of undress that i yes. can see how you would say like, it could be felt to be a little exploitative yeah for and i thought there was no gain for it other than to just make them feel uncomfortable but it didn't really make the audience feel uncomfortable it just, made me feel uncomfortable really i was like yeah you're just doing that to show stuff that's all i got out of it i'm like really i think it was a little more than that but i actually can see that point i i, I can see how how you would feel that way for sure yeah um that'll wrap it up actually for my cons so okay do we want to do one more thing i have yeah one more thing um i don't i think that uh pretty soon hopefully hopefully I think that Shyamalan is on his way to no longer being a Hollywood punchline. Be great. It would. I would love to see the Shyamalan of old. Uh, and I think. I think we need to. Quit. Shyamalanisense. I, I think we need to quit expecting directors 
to hit home runs every time. You know, yeah. there's always going to be a misfire here and there. I mean, you know, Affleck, Affleck kind of had a misfire with, you know, live by night. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to happen. So you, I think the difference is live by night is decent movie. Right. Shyamalan's movies. Oh, they were got horrible. atrociously I know, bad. I know. That's and, the difference. And I think it is a, it's a cautionary tale on power too. From what yeah. I've heard that he had so much creative control that th- nobody was reining him. I in. think it was that it was the creative control and it was just kind of a lot at once. And I think it's just kind of a testament to that, that, uh, career choice of being a director. Like, I mean, he has such a range of films. He has, you know, he has really amazing films. He has the stink bombs. He has, ones that are in the middle i think like he's really literally ridden this ride mm-hmm. and i like that now that studios have faith in him again uh both films were blumhouse so jason blum is like i think he has a really good relationship with m night is it blumhouse i always thought it was yeah. blumhouse blumhouse it's okay. jason blum okay is his cool. name so it's blumhouse because uh, the visit also andrew i think you really need to check out the visit i think you'll enjoy it oh, it's not that too. i didn't want to it's just you know seeing what 115 movies last year it came out last year right no visit was two years ago okay still didn't have time <laughs> anybody can't, got time. can't squeeze them all in yeah did, but, you, did you have one more thing uh no that was my one more thing just uh, the the story of m night like the yeah. rise the fall the, the icarus, fall again and the then, icarus effect flying too close yeah. to the sun getting burned uh my one last thing is just kind of a, a just a comparison i remember having a lot of these exact same feelings uh, with this movie, as I did with uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane last year, which feels like a very similar movie to yeah. me in a lot of ways. So, like, um, very, um, it, they both feel very claustrophobic. I can, yeah, I can see and, that. I can and they're see all, that. and they're in, yeah, and there's other things that are a little more spoilery that kind of tie them together for me as well. But um, this is gonna be one great spoiler episode, <laughs> right? It's gonna be so this good. Is so handcuffed. <laughs> Let me just say before we go to the spoiler cast, if you are an M Night fan. I cannot encourage you enough to see this movie yes. as quickly it, as possible. Yeah. Go see it as quickly as possible because the ruiners are going to start ruining it. And yeah. it, yep. if you're going to have the same experience fast. that we had, you need to be unruined. Us and like three other people in the theater. <laughs> that was the other thing. Yeah, it was like yeah. kind of half and half had kind of just that moment. Some which, people were like, what? And we're, I'm just telling you, here's the thing. I had trouble going to sleep last night. That's how much this yes. movie impacted me. It, and it not, is a good Not for the reason experience. you would think of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you were so hyped. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much to our patrons who support the podcast network that Sif Pop is a part of, Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can go to patreon.com slash studio DNA just for like three bucks a month and you get your own dedicated podcast feed with special episodes that you won't get anywhere else. We do an exclusive pre-show for every episode, and today we talked about some BBC shows. We talked about uh, our favorite Sherlock episodes, Mm -hmm. as well as our favorite Black Mirror episodes. Uh, So that kind of stuff happens in the pre-show. The only way to listen to that is either to listen live on Mixler or to be a patron. And there are, in fact, other bonus episodes that are only available to our patrons. And what's really cool is you have your own feed, so you don't even have to go there to listen to them. You just plug that feed into your podcast player, and they'll pop up uh, right there for you. So um, we encourage you to do that. Three bucks a month is where it starts, and we thank you so much to those who have made this podcast and many others on the network possible. Thank you, thank you. Indeed. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Ready to do a sift sort? Yes. We're going to sort the movies of M. Night Shyamalan. And uh, Jesus, so you know, we have to have an official ranking. That's so, right. With yeah. a sift sort, we have to agree. F- we have That's to fun. come right. to an agreed ranking, one through ten, 
of these movies. And how we'll do it is we will uh, we will go from the bottom up. Uh, so one of us will suggest a movie for, you know, the next, uh, number, and then we'll just chat about it, whether or not we, you know, where we want it to land and we'll kind of work our way and build that list from the bottom up yeah, of, sure. uh, the M night Shyamalan official sift pop sift sort ranking. Yes. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, should we just mention the movies first? Let's mention all the movies first. Yeah. No particular order, obviously. In no particular order. Or we could do from like oldest to newest. I don't have them that way, but you want me to um, do it real quick? I'll just I'll just mention them. All right, nah, go ahead. You do it your way. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I've got mine in order, and I'm afraid I'll give away. Okay, so starting, we're starting at the Sixth Sense back in '99. There you go. Okay, so Sixth Sense, then Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening, The Last Airbender, After Earth, The Visit, and Split. Those 10 will be fighting to be the best M. Night Shyamalan movie, according to Sif Pop. So let's start at the bottom. I'm going to suggest that I walk out if we don't agree yeah. <laughs> that The Last Airbender is the worst yeah, M. Night obviously. movie I was ever made. So bad. And possibly the worst movie ever uh-huh. made, period. I hate that movie. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't wor- say ever made. I would. Top 10 worst. Top 10 worst, I'll give uh, you that, but top not 10 the worst. worst. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I mean, it's down there. And I, I understand there have been poor quality movies and those kind of things, but here's the thing. You're a huge Avatar fan, I aren't you? I loved Avatar The Last Airbender on TV. There's so much there. Oh, and it's it had so, so much potential. Good. And I think- he completely <laughs> did not get that universe. Like, no. that movie is mind-blowingly inconsistent to what the TV show was. And oh, and you talk about whitewashing. I mean, the actors in this, you know, playing these different races... Uh, it's just I, I that movie is just in so many ways here's, offensive. Uh, offensive. <laughs> here's what really hurt me or really made me mad about the movies. Deb Patel was coming right off of uh, Slumdog Millionaire, and everybody was like, "What is he going to do next?" And then like, he's doing Last Airbender. Oh, this is great. Oh, should have been I great. And I felt so bad for the guy. Yeah, and yeah, he kind of got he, lost in the shuffle for a bit. Now he's back on his feet, doing good performances like much, Newsroom and Lion. And, he pretty much gives the only decent performance in the movie. He may be the only good thing about that movie, but still, maybe some of the effects. But that doesn't it's matter. It's because, a guilt by association sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Obviously, yeah. There's no way we couldn't say Last Airbender was not his worst movie. Ever. Oh, I've never been, never been more disappointed than when I walked out of. That movie. Write it down. Number 10, Last All right. Airbender. Officially, The Last Airbender is number 10. Who wants to recommend number 9? May I? Go ahead. After Earth. Uh, that's where I have it. What about yeah. you, Jesus? Yeah. Nope, yeah. That's why I had hey. to. Number 9. I think that's fair. There we go. All right. <laughs> it's is, is so there, bad. Is there much to say about it's it? It's just I a mean, very forgettable movie. I mean, it's... it's how do you it's make there. Will Smith that bland? Like, that's what I was going to say. He's yeah. so boring, and I don't really particularly care about Jaden Smith at all. So I was hoping that it would be kind of a uh, even, you know, giving of both Will and Jaden, but it was Will was barely in the movie. I thought it was just gonna be like a you know a popcorn movie and sitting in a chair. Yeah, yeah, with bad CGI, and that's not how evolution works. Yeah, so taking one of the most charismatic actors in Hollywood and making him boring is yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember anything about that plot. Like I, I, I don't remember what they were trying to do in that movie. Get off Earth. Is is that what it, they weren't on Earth? Were they? I don't even remember. Aren't I they, like a trash planet or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been. A, I try. It's one of those things you know where you go through something traumatic and you just try and black it out. <laughs> I think that's what's happened. 
That was one of my other personalities that watched that movie to save me from having to watch it. <laughs> All right, Jesus, uh, you want to suggest a number eight? Um, my number eight, I had Lady in the Water. Is that what you guys had it? I have, I, have a, I have it a little higher than that. I would rather go with The Happening. Yes, that's what at, I have to do, The number Happening. Eight. I mean, you guys have me outvoted. I think, like I, I said, I haven't seen The Happening. It, it's it's one that I haven't seen. Oh, but, you haven't seen it. Okay. But yeah. I just think that Mark Wahlberg alone is just, I think it would be entertaining <laughs> enough to put it yeah. over Lady in the Water. It's it's a movie so bad you laugh. It's like an MST3K bad movie. I, I defended The Happening a little bit when it came out because I do think there's some interesting stuff there. Um, but... You 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 can't defend it for long. It's it's pretty bad. Um, I do like some of the themes in that movie, but I, yeah, I can't, I can't defend it. I think since you haven't seen the happening, I think it's fair to put it at number eight, uh, and then kind of go from there. We yeah, did with that. No, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Did we all write down the exact same list? Uh, <laughs> well, considering you didn't see the the no, I don't think so. I think I think once we get into like the top four, our list is. We'll start yeah. changing a bit. Yeah, the, the bottom end is pretty easy to rank. Um, yeah. f- those three, at least, I think. Uh, this one's a little different for me, because obviously Jesus would have Lady in the Water here. Did you have Lady in the Water next? I did. At number seven? Yeah. I had it a little bit higher than that, but I'm willing to to take it down to number seven. I had The Visit, actually, at number seven. The vis- See, I, okay, See, I haven't seen The Visit. Right, so yeah. I'll let you guys And I know Jesus the- likes The Visit quite I'm a bit. I'm going to disagree on that. Right, so let's... If- no, I think that happening lady definitely in, deserves. Did we decide seven. to put Lady in the Water? At yeah, let's seven. Let's go Lady in the Water at number seven. Even though I liked it a little more than you guys, and let's talk about it a little bit. Um, I think Lady in the Water gets a lot of flack that it doesn't deserve. I think it's a much smarter movie than people realize. For me, it was so forgettable. I, if you were, I've seen the movie. It but is. If you it ask, is very forgettable. If you ask me what happened in that movie, I could not tell you. I just like Paul Giamatti's in it. I think that's forgettable. And there was it's a really weird, muddled. There was a weird wolf just... monster. It is, it, it is thematically and metaphorically maybe his most intricate movie, which is probably why it feels muddled. It is a movie about his own personal demons of what it means to write, what it means to create worlds, and it is a movie about the you know the the naysayers and the trolls and the um you know, the, the people who want to bring you down. And so it's a very personal movie to him, and you can feel that. Um, Paul Giamatti's great in it. I think Bryce Dallas Howard is great in it. But it is not a movie that is easily accessible at all. And so I think that's what makes it very forgettable. Mm. Did you guys think it was beautiful, at least? Like, that it was shot well? can't remember. Uh, yeah, can't remember. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot can't of blue. Remember. There was a lot of blue. There was a lot of blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and Smurfs, yeah, and there's just a lot of blue, there's a lot of blue, <laughs> and X Men. That's and... why. That's why I'm your favorite film critic, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what movies had the most blue. That's right. It's on the DVD cover. There yeah. was a lot of blue. Andrew Ormsby. <laughs> Andrew Ormsby. There was a lot of blue, <laughs> uh, and that could be on Avatar as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll take Lady in the Water at number seven. Number six. Yeah. Why don't you suggest it, Andrew? Village. Oh no way. Number six is where I had the village. Too. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Oh, you guys are killing me. I like The Village. I don't like well, The Village. Okay, well, I'd say we put The Village here because I have The Visit ranked really high, and yeah, you don't, so we I can have, put The Visit I have, number five. I have okay, the, I haven't seen The Visit, so you guys, he put, hasn't seen the, so you guys put The Visit wherever you want to put it. I See, man, I have The Village at number three. Whoa! See, I, have I the, love I The Village. I have The Village at number Whoa. six. All right. Oh, this kills me, guys, to move it down that I far. I The Village but at honest, five. But honestly... Honestly, yeah, I if can't. we put the village at six, we well, can did you have leave the visit at five. Six, I had Lady in the Water because remember, oh, I've, right, always, right. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, only yeah, seen yeah. nine movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right, so. that's right, that's right. Um, oh, this hurts. 
This hurts. All right, we'll put the village at six because I know a lot of people agree with you. But I'm going to talk about it for a bit and defend it for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> That's completely you can, fine. You can put the oh wait because you love the no visit. he loves the visit. It's I kind of the, the visit, visit versus the village right now. And well, where did you have the visit? I have the visit at number two. Okay. Whoa! Wow! I really do. Whoa! That's amazing. See, this is. Do I need I, to see this movie? This is when things are going to get weird in the top four with my list. So oh, I can't believe we're putting the village at number six. Okay, here's why. Uh, I didn't think yeah, it was. Why. I didn't think it was that suspenseful. Walking uh, Phoenix's performances, it has the Shyamalan effect, and I don't think that he's an actor you should rein in. I think that he's an actor where if you let go, you get performances like you get in The Master and Gladiator and uh, and her. Um, and also, and this is going to be. Are you all right? <coughs> Wrong pipe. I will be. I'll, I'll just I'll just keep going. Then I think that out of, out of every single movie he's had. Because Shyamalan obviously is known for having twists and stuff. This is the most predictable twist. It's the he's most ever predictable done. and the least payoff for it yeah, too. Like it. It, it just it's one of the ones like kind of with split. Like the mm-hmm. twist enhanced it a lot. Like the village, like the twist tanks it for me. Yeah, because um, I think it, it it looks good and it has decent performances in it, but the twist just. So what are your what are your saving graces it. for the the village? So I I didn't. I didn't hate the twist. In fact, I, I found the twist to be uh, very, uh, it deepens the movie for me in, in some really valuable ways personally. I think it's probably, it is a very personal movie for me. Uh, it is it is a movie about shutting yourself off from the rest of the world. Um, it is a movie about thinking you're right and everybody else is wrong. Uh, it is a movie about how we use fear to, you know, keep each other um, safe. safe and well you know, quote unquote safe yeah. and, and, but more to keep each other in line. It's about how power uses fear to keep people in line. Very, very important topic, by the way, uh, these days. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, <laughs> so in, in, for me, it was a movie about what I saw going in. Cause I'm a Christian and I come from a church background and it was a movie I saw, uh, really emulate kind of what was happening in the church at large, which was, Everybody who's not one of us is scary. Everyone who's not one of us is bad. And there's there's a scene in this movie where she finally figures out, and it's the twist scene. And I, it's been enough that we can talk spoilers about this, right? Like, it's yeah. been many, yeah. many years. Oh, yeah. So she finds out that, you know, the rest of the world is out there, and it's modern times. It's not like ancient times, like it looks like it is. And she yeah. goes into this store, and she says something along the lines of, wow, you're a nice person. And I think that just really spoke to me about, like, we have to quit demonizing each other just because we believe differently. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean people are bad or evil because they believe differently than you. They may be wrong. That's okay. You can be either right or wrong. That's not, you know, it's not saying right or wrong doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just saying you have to quit demonizing other human beings because they're different or they believe differently. And it just really resonated with me and, you know, in kind of a big way. So I know it's personal, yeah. but it just, you know, you, you feel something like that and it kind of builds it up. Well, hey, everybody gathers movie experiences and they try and, you know, relate it to their own personal life mm-hmm. to get, you know, a more personal meaning out yeah. of it. So that's that's what you're supposed to do. But <laughs> I and I, I also feel like it was one of his movies it, in correct me if I'm wrong, but it was one of his movies that the twist I, I guess was obvious, but it was also spoiled so early. Um people knew the twist going in because by that point he had become the twisty director. And so yeah. everybody was trying to, you know, to get their yeah. hands on the script. I think the script leaked. 
Yeah, that, I, I didn't know. I just I went yeah. in blind. Honestly, one of the few movies I went. And in there's blind. actually two twists in that movie. It actually has a double twist. There's a twist uh, in the middle, and there's a twist at the end. Exactly. That's why I'm saying like just the the payoff to them were just very dissatisfying and kind of I just under I, and I think it undermined a lot of uh the themes uh going on in the film I think it just kind of undermined everything that had happened <sighs> up to the point so. I get it I understand fine yeah village can be number six <laughs> so does that mean we're putting the visit at number five or I think I mean, that's what fair else since put- Andrew hasn't seen it yeah. I, I think that would be fair. I mean, if we want to make an argument for some, I just can't see okay, any of the other you, four going beneath it. Yeah. Well, do you have signs next? No, I have signs visit? very high. You yeah. have signs very yeah. high. Yeah. And you have signs very high. Yeah. So then visit at number five All would right. be fair. Tell, tell us, because uh, Andrew hasn't seen it, and I've seen it, but I didn't like it quite as much as you. I think it's a good film, but why did you love it so much? I think the visit, it's just, I mean, one... Um, it, the theater experience was so fun. Like I, I remember I went and saw it with my sisters and we just had a, such a fun time watching because this movie does such a good job at like making you, you're laughing at certain points that you're terrified. Mm-hmm. Like you're very creeped out at the same time. Like there's certain scenes that like happen and some of uh, people will criticize that the jump scares or a lot of them are fake. And I think that's very intentional on M night's part as well. I think it's just, um, I love how they use technology in the movie as well and i think it's just a and and that's one the twist of the visit isn't really a twist per se it's just right. kind of a thing in the movie and yeah. then that's that so i think it just works out for the I, film it's a twist it's a twist i don't think it is it's a twist come on you weren't thinking it's still it that, too you weren't for... thinking it before you went into that before you went into the movie because no. I, I already had the idea going into the movie oh no i i didn't like um, I, th- I think they did. I mean, I figured it. it. I figured it out before the reveal, but I, I still think I that think, qualifies as a twist. I think it was a twist they weren't trying to hide. Like they weren't trying to make it a twist. Okay. Like, hey, that this might is be that. fair. So I think uh, for what it was, it just and it was so refreshing. It's what brought M Night back into the spotlight. It because it did pretty well at the box office. Had a really good score. So I mean, I think that's what's got M Night back into people's good graces i i i am so tired of found footage that it had that going against it in my but here's the thing he had such a fresh take on found footage exactly uh, that uh, that he actually made me enjoy found footage again so yeah that's my biggest thing with found footage i think if it's used properly and it enhances the story then found footage works i think there's just improper ways to. it's all about using the tool appropriately yeah i think they did a good job with it so yeah, I, I liked it. I, I was glad to see him make a good movie because the last few, as we've talked about, have been so horrible. Yeah. All right, we're on to number four. Um, this is where I had Split. Me too. What about you? Um, like I love Split so much. It, it's my favorite. <laughs> really? Like, it's your number one. Split is my number one M Night. Like it really took the cake for me. Wow. I have signs at number four. I have, I have signs at three. I, I know that Split's not going to make it up to number one, but. Where where did you? Have I signs? would rather put I would rather put six cents at number four if we're not putting split. Whoa! I mean, I have six cents at four also. Ah. <laughs> this is gonna get fun. Whoa! See, so, yeah, this is the nitty gritty now. Okay, so at number four, you had six cents. Uh, uh oh, you uh, had no, split. I, I have six cents at number three, but I had split at number four. Yeah. Okay, and you had what at number four? I have. I have six cents at four. I have signs at number five. Okay. Currently, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, this is where it's going to get interesting then. So let's let's talk about these movies and kind of compare because basically what we're doing right now is we're ranking we we know our number one movie just by process of elimination. Yeah, we know that. Uh, do we all have it at number one? I have it at number one. Wait, no, because have... he, he has split as his number one now. Oh, you Wait. had split at number one. You guys both have Unbreakable. At number yeah, one. We yeah, we both have Unbreakable, unbreakable at number one. I have Unbreakable at three. Okay. Because remember, I had the visit at number two. Oh, so, that's right. That's honestly, right. I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make Unbreakable number one. I don't know that you have to fight too hard since both of us had it. Is that? A, do, you, do you think you'll be okay landing with Unbreakable at number one? Oh, yeah, no. Because right. okay. I have Unbreakable over six cents. So I mean, okay, so basically we're arguing about two through four, the S movies. Signs, <laughs> six cents, and split. Yeah. And where we want those to land on the official so, list. So, uh, num- four through two, what do you have? What order? I have signs, six cents, split. You? Which ones? Two through, or four through two, the S movies. I had number two, The Visit. I had number three, Unbreakable. And number four, Which is what Sense. order? What order do you have those three movies in? Sign, Six Sense, and Split. Uh, it would From be worst sign, to best. It would be Sign, Six Sense, and then Split. Split at number one. Yeah. Okay. I have Split, Signs, and then Six Sense. <laughs> I think Which we, way were you so going with that? I'm glad I just worst, got confused. I'm sorry. So number, From worst to first? Worst to first. So at number four, I have Split. And then at number three, I have signs, and then number two, I have the six cents. So we basically just have signs and six cents reversed on our list. What was yours again from worst to first for those three? Signs, six cents, and then split. Man, we, that's tough. See, I have the that outlier at putting split so high. I am willing to trade the six cents uh-huh. in favor of putting signs ahead of it. Um, Because that's what you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to do that because they're right on the edge for me. Here's the thing: for okay, let's talk about each movie. See, in Six Sense and Split, I could, I could, sw- I could swap those. They're right on the edge for me. Because for me, the Six Sense is for me because I have phasmophobia. It's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's why I have it up so high. And it for it's really, if you think about it, it's what made Shyamalan Shyamalan one of the most infamous. No, that's true. Yeah, one of the most infamous twists besides the vader one in film history and i actually met somebody the other day who had never seen the sixth sense and they had and didn't never know the twist they didn't know the <laughs> twist so i'm like oh well you're gonna watch this and it blew their mind and uh, and see that's why i can't be convinced to put signs above the sixth sense like i think the sixth sense still has to be up there pretty high because like you said it made them what it was and how how much it changes watching the movie a second time yeah. So it's like I can't I can't put signs above the six. That's why I had a number I, two. That's why I had a number two. I just two. can't do it. I love signs so much. It is so such good. a powerful I movie. I like signs. I really do like signs, but I think um, there's no way you can put signs above the six signs, like no matter what we're trading here. See, signs is actually in my top ten alien films. I would be willing to go. How's this sound to everybody as a compromise? Um, and Devon, uh, Devon, you may not like this I'm, the most. I'm gonna but... lose. I'm in a lose lose situation here. I'm, yeah. I'm well aware. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. I'm willing to go ahead with Six Cents at number two, Signs at number three, and Split at number four. Well, I'm agreeing with that because that is my list. <laughs> <laughs> I would still say Split is better than Signs, but I, I think I could make that do you argument. Wanna, do you want to give him that, considering that? Split is his number one film. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's just hard for me to put signs as the four, like the official fourth best when it's my second that's best. Why, that's why it's a compromise. Okay, but sell me a little bit more on signs because my biggest problem with signs is it's a good film. 
One, I think they do a little bit too much tell and not enough showing because I'd like to see the aliens just maybe just even one more scene would have made a difference for me. I don't, and two, I oh, think but people that, that scene with Joaquin Phoenix in the closet. That scene is great, oh. and the the party footage scene is great. But then, yeah, the party footage is one of the scariest scenes of any movie. People ever. are, people are <laughs> so. Think about this though. People are so split on the. Uh, oh my god! Twist I got goosebumps signs. thinking about the closet <laughs> scene right now. Man, because people are people are. I mean, for lack thereof, they're split on mm-hmm. the sign. Um, the twist of signs, because yeah. I mean, it's such a ridiculous thing that I mean, spoiler for such a forever ago movie but mm-hmm. water is their weakness yeah i think that's so ridiculous i think people water are gonna receive three or two-thirds water and they decided to land on it yeah and right. i think i think they're gonna receive the ending of split <laughs> a lot better than they're gonna receive the ending of signs that's me personally only uh, if they're Shyamalan fans but i don't want to say too much obviously so that, that's my case it's right such there. it's such a movie for me the, i would defend signs with again thematics, this is always going to come down to thematics for me. But I think this is best filmed movie. Uh, uh, that's as true. far as suspense goes. It, there's a lot of great suspense in it, but for me, it comes down to a movie about um, the strangeness and mystery of coincidence and faith, yeah, and how those intertwine. And it is brilliantly, brilliantly woven. To make you think about those things. And we had such long conversations after that movie about how you see the world and what is coincidence. And, you know, major coincidence coincidences are often, you know, looked at as the proof of God. You know, that's where faith comes from a lot, a lot of times is the idea of, you know, those kind of things. And and so, you know, do you call them coincidences or do you call them, you know, purposeful? And just yeah. it's it's. There's so much in that movie. I mean, it's not just the water. It's the swing away, Meryl. It's the, you know, it's yeah. just time after time, these things that they had no idea were going to be crucial in this moment. Somehow were crucial in this moment. And what is the mystery of that? Why did that happen? And it, was, and, it was the family element, too, between Rory Culkin, mm-hmm. Abigail Breslin, Joaquin Phoenix, and Mel Gibson. Like, you bought that family. For as uncomfortable as they were around each other, you bought how... Like, we were talking earlier about how Joaquin Phoenix makes his actors perform in a certain style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost... You mean M. Night? What did I say? Joaquin Phoenix. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, M. Night makes his characters perform in a certain way. Yet still, I was able to find a lot of realism in mm-hmm. that family. Yeah. Because you, I think everybody kind of knows a family like that. Yeah. I, no, I definitely bought into the family dynamic. I mean, performances all around. But then, and here's for, the other thing. Here's the other thing about Split too. It's so fresh. Like it's so you know, fresh. It's, and my thing is, I mean, if we're talking performances, I'd say James McAvoy's performance is better than any of the performances. Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, I mean, there's not a sure. maybe Joaqu- I mean, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix is probably the best performance in Science. But I was gonna say Sam Jackson in Unbreakable. Oh, you're going to a different movie. <laughs> Well, I thought we were talking about oh, best no, performances I'm just, I'm in Shyamalan. No, he was just no, comparing, I'm just the comparing two. Split. Oh, the I'm sorry. Still. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Then I, I'm getting off. Track. Like I said, I know I'm the I'm going to lose in this ranking regardless. <laughs> well, I I'll say this. I think you're going to have to accept the fact that a Split's not going to be number one. Oh yeah, yeah I know but, that for sure. I think I, that I think that I can't I can't put Split above Signs. I just can't. I, don't I can put have, Six Sense above Signs. I just can't put Split above Signs. It's too fresh. I feel bad because we literally have my exact list 
That's <laughs> no, literally that's... my list. Mm-hmm. Besides the visit, which I don't have because I haven't seen it. All right. I'm All conceding. Right. All right, let's do it. Number four split. And it can change. We can revisit it next year. Maybe, you know, 3A, after... 3B. <laughs> that's right. You know what? There's there's no problem in doing that. We could do that. You want to go six cents number two and then signs and split tied for number three? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, there, there we go. go. I got a We win. found the compromise. <laughs> now, we have not talked about Unbreakable. It's our number one. We need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we need oh, to yeah, talk about it course. for sure. For sure. So. Go ahead. They, talk about it. They call me Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That twist is one of my favorite Shyamalan twists ever. The the ending of that movie. Yeah. And it's also one of my favorite superhero movies. Um, so many Came favorite, out the same year as X-Men, even. Yeah. So many of my favorite Shyamalan moments are in that movie. My favorite Shyamalan moment ever is whenever... He's uh, taking out the man in uh, yellow, mm. which he's referred to, where he's choking him out, and then there's that powerful music playing in the background, mm-hmm. and he's just smashing him up against the wall, but he's not letting go. Like every single time I think about it, I actually the first time I saw that scene, I actually cried because it was so powerful. Wow! Yeah, um, there are there are so many powerful moments in that movie. Um, the bench press, the scene. kitchen scene with the gun. Oh the, man! I, I mean, it's just like scene after scene that showcases exactly why M. Night was so respected as a director. You know, his ability yeah. to—it's why he was called the next next Hitchcock because of Unbreakable and because of Sixth Sense. You know, you're you're the big Hitchcock guy. Oh yes. Did Hitchcock ever have not obviously to this extreme, but did he ever have a lull like oh, Shyamalan sure. did? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Okay. Not not to not to Shyamalan's extreme, but he had misses for sure, and he had a couple non-genre films too. He had a comedy. Um, uh, I mean, it was a comedy about a murder, but it was it yeah. was still a comedy. But um, but yeah, Hitch had his misses for sure. He also had, in my opinion, the hottest streak of movie making in the history of directordom. Which was uh, Hitchcock did. Okay, I was like, oh, Shyamalan? <laughs> Poor K? I'm not sure I'm getting these in order, but he had in a row uh, North by Northwest, Vertigo, Psycho. Wait, let me... What's your favorite Hitchcock film, by the way? North by Northwest. North by Northwest, okay. Slightly over Vertigo. Okay. Um, but just, he had five films in a row that were all incredible. Out of the park, yeah. So, Do you have a favorite Hitchcock film? It's it's Psycho, but I Psycho. have not seen Vertigo either. Okay. Vertigo is a big one left off my Hitchcock list. Right oh, there's now. so many good minor Hitchcocks that that a lot of people haven't seen. That you, I mean, you've probably heard like Strangers on a Train because it's yeah. been referenced with the crisscross, and yeah. that's a great one. Uh, in fact, one of the episodes of this podcast, if you go back, we actually did a review on Strangers uh, on a Train at one point. Um, and uh, another one is Birds uh, is my favorite. So Birds is interesting because it's really a, yeah. a different type of Hitchcock movie. It's, it's as close to sci-fi I think he ever got. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, there's a weird supernatural element to it that, that he doesn't Which often like. delve into. I, I really like that one. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> getting back to Unbreakable, yes. real quick. Yeah. Um, I think that Bruce Willis had the perfect style of acting already before going in to work with Shyamalan mm. because. It just seems so natural to him because we've seen that character done before. And then it's as if every other character in that movie, including, is it Haley Joel Osment? Is that what mm-hmm. the kids, including Haley Joel Osment? Who, Wait, who was he was in most, Sixth Sense. Are you talking about Unbreakable? He was in Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. 
But uh, I'm who was the kid? It wasn't Haley Joel Osmond and Unbreakable then. No, like, I for don't some think reason so. I thought it was. I don't but, think so. But, I don't yeah, remember it, who it was, but but uh, I think that every single person in Unbreakable and even in The Sixth Sense, because we're still talking about Bruce Willis movies, every single person kind of fell into the same kind of acting style as Bruce Willis. It just mm-hmm. seemed like the chemistry was so on point in both of those movies. I'll yeah. say Unbreakable is my favorite Bruce Willis performance, which is like, because I'm not a big Bruce Willis fan. I think, yeah. I think, I I think he has, I think Bruce Willis has some fantastic <laughs> movies and he does what he does. But like you said, I think um, his relationship with M. Night between The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, like, I think M. Night really understands what Bruce Willis wants to do with his acting decisions. So I think Unbreakable is my favorite Bruce Willis performance, like of Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue uh, against Die Hard. It is. Uh, I'd say that's just a great movie over. I value the movie over uh, the performance. I'd throw 12 Monkeys in there as well for a great Bruce Willis performance. Oh, yeah, there you go. So I, I love Willis and Unbreakable. And Unbreakable, like you said, I mean, it, it's one of the first superhero movies that people didn't realize was, was a superhero, superhero movie. <laughs> Especially, like I said, it came out, uh, I think it came out like four months after X-Men, and X-Men is kind of credited of uh, yeah. being the genesis of this superhero boom. Yeah. Because he did Unbreakable the year after Signs. Signs came out in 99, and then Unbreakable came out in 2000. I thought Unbreakable was his second movie. No, Signs is, Signs is I mean, 2001. I mean, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I can't. I keep getting tongue-tied. Unbreakable came so, out in uh, 2000. The Sixth Sense was his first big yeah. movie in 99, and then Unbreakable came out in yes. 2000. That's what I yeah. meant to say. Okay. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> so. um, all right, here it is. The official Sift Sort M. Night Shyamalan list. A.K.A. No. Andrew's list. <laughs> number one, Unbreakable. Number two, Sixth Sense. Number three is a tie between Signs and Split. Number four is The Visit. Number, I'm sorry, number five is The Visit because of the tie. Number six is The Village. Number seven is Lady in the Water. Number eight is The Happening. Number nine, After Earth. And number ten, the movie that shall not be named. Wow. So bad. (laughs) So bad. I love how we started off so easy. Easy going at the The list. The bad ones are easy to rank. There's good ones that are difficult. All right, let's finish with some buried treasure, guys. What do you got? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, so Chris Hardwick, love that guy. Yeah, he's great. He has a new show, The Wall. I love on it. NBC. Yes, it's stole so mine. fun. Have you seen it at all? Uh, do you I've do seen, game shows? I've seen commercials, but yeah, no, I'm not a big game it's show so good. person. So produced by LeBron James, which is pretty cool. And the thing I love about the show is they have contestants on who are good people who donate to charity, who like help save lives. Like, yeah, I they think, specifically try to honor people that are doing good with their lives. Yeah, and you can win a bunch of money on this Up show. Up to $12 million. Yeah, close to, because I think you have to lose a certain amount of money with the Red Ball, so it's like... Right, it's like $11,999,997 or something is the max. Close enough. I think that they'll throw you the extra three bucks. <laughs> but uh, anywho... Um, Chris Hardwick is great. I love him. He's the perfect choice for a host for that show because he has this the right amount of, you know, uh, pop culture knowledge and while still being charming and stuff. But the emotional roller coaster that this show <sighs> takes you on. It's crazy. It's crazy. I hope the show is on for a long time. Yeah, I hope they continue to do them. I hope they don't overplay their hand like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire did where all of a sudden it was on three hours every night or whatever. Or yeah. Deal or No Deal. Yeah, I, I miss Deal or No I Deal. I miss it too. I think I thought. See, I'm not a big uh, game show person. Deal or No Deal was like one that I 
very much look forward to watching. But uh, no, I haven't really seen anything from the ball, but I like At Midnight with Chris yeah. Hardwick. So. Oh, so funny. See, when I was in uh, California, I went to a couple tapings of At Midnight. Oh, really? Sat in the audience, oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Who was the, uh, do you remember who were the uh, the people on? <sighs> I can't remember their names, oh, okay, um, but one of them ended with the most epic paper, rock, scissors battle of all time, so <laughs> really? it was, we got to, to see that. The um, the wall actually reminds me a lot of Deal or No Deal as far as like the tension and like standing up excitement, and I think that's why I really resonate, or resonates with me a lot, so... Maybe if you have Hulu, give it a shot. See if an episode grabs you or not. It's just that you re- these people are so nice, you just want them to win everything. Question in the chat. Uh, am I correct that The Wall was produced by LeBron James? Yes, you are correct. LeBron James is an executive producer on The Wall. And it's so funny how tall he is and how short Chris Hardwick is <laughs> standing next LeBron to LeBron James is The Wall. Yes. That is how it goes. It's a big old pinko wall. Uh, you stole mine. Did I really? Um, oh no! <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I can, um, I can dig something else up. I got mine ready. If Go ahead, Jesus. I'll, I'll think here for a second. Um, mine is not necessary, uh, necessarily a buried treasure. I That's think it's fine. just a treasure. But um, I want to give a shout out to Redbox. And here's mm. the thing with Redbox. Interesting. No, because that's perfect I think for a buried it, treasure. I think Redbox is a thing. It's been around, but it. I mean, it's had its up and downs. But the thing is, it's a dollar fifty rent from. And um, it gets a lot of indie films, I've noticed, that I can't find in theaters sometimes. Or if I don't want to rent an indie on iTunes for three bucks or something, I can usually find some cool ones. I found two movies I just randomly rented off Redbox, and they made it into my top 12 of the year. Oh, nice. That'd be Indignation with Logan Lerman. Okay. Fantastic film about just questioning faith and morals. Mm -hmm. He's a Jewish-raised atheist going to a Catholic college in the 60s. Wow. Rap it, it's yeah. it's just a character. That's so, a sitcom. <laughs> no, it's it's a real serious film. Yeah, though. it's real good. And then um, Kicks. Kicks is my number six film of the year. It's this hip hop odyssey. If you are a fan of um, Moonlight, it had Marshall Ali in it as well. I think every movie every released movie in 2016 had Marshall Ali in it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kicks is it's a fantastic film. It's just a movie about this uh, kid that gets his shoes stolen from him, and him and his friends go on a journey to get it back. That's but cool. it has um, this real sci-fi look, uh, yeah. cinematography. He like freestyle raps over like scene transitions sometimes. Like really cool movie. I'm gonna have to check that. So one out. yeah, like I've I've found a few cool movies off of uh, Redbox this year. Goat, the uh, Nick Jonas. Goat movie. was a good movie. I think I was telling you about Goat. Goat is yeah, it's good. It. The the ending kind of killed watch. it for me. But it's hard to watch. Yeah. So yeah, so Redbox, you can find some really cool movies that uh, you might not find in theaters or on VOD or something. And it has Marshall Ali. <laughs> I I really can't think of anything for buried treasure, but I I can think of some buried trash um, <laughs> <laughs> things to not check out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched. I mean, there are things. There are things I actually really like about it. It is really really funny, but I cannot recommend it because it is so just mean. And it's uh, Jeff Ross's roast battle. Uh, have you heard about yes. this? So, um, so basically, you know what a roast is. They do them, you know, to celebrities every once in a while. And basically, the whole idea of a roast is to be as mean as you can with no limits. And uh, basically, this is just taking that to a battle format where two people try to be as mean as they can to each other through jokes and be funny. And then the judges will, you know, put them through. So it's like tournament style and and that kind of thing. I like it though. I'm it's a, I'm hilarious. A, I'm a, it's it's so bad though. 
Devon. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> so, so bad. Like, I like vulgar. So vulgar. It's very vulgar. And, well, and there started- are no there are no limits. Like, you know, make make fun of everybody. They make fun of, you know, weight, gender, sexual preference, handicapped, uh, diseases, deaths in the family. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. well, why I like it. One, because I'm huge. Yes, into they, make, they make fun of Jesus Christ as well. <laughs> yes. I'm huge into stand-up comedy, and these are all comedians, so I mean, I love doing that, and it's a cool story on how it started, because it was like kind of like this like underground like comedian's fight club, essentially, going mm-hmm. on at the Laugh Factory in LA, and then Jeff Ross got involved with it, and then that's how they brought it to TV now. Yeah. He's the Tyler Durden. And I just, of- saw, I just saw a girl that uh, competed on the show, she was on another podcast I watched the other day, and they were just talking about the show, so... I enjoy it just because I am a I try I do stand up myself I like stand up comedy so I it think roasting's me, a different brand of comedy and and I get and like they always end with a hug and there is kind of actually an element of like respect to it that I get it reminds me a lot of the same reasons I just can't watch MMA like even though I get that they're in there and they're choosing to be in there and there's a respect to it you know oftentimes. They're, at the end of the day, they're just beating the snot out of each other, and there are long-term consequences to that stuff, whether you want to, you know, and to see it or not. And I just, I can't buy into it. UFC is so. one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah, no, I know, and I, I promise, I'm not, I'm, I'm <laughs> at least trying not to cast judgment on no, anybody for either of those things. I'm just saying, for me, that's like, why I said it was a guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so it, I think they're starting season two. Uh, there's a few episodes out so far in season two where they're kind of doing the warm-ups to the tournament. Uh, but there is a full five episode season, I think, um, for season one. Uh, if you are um, interested trash. and <laughs> if you wanted to dig up <laughs> the buried trash. Exactly. Well, we did it, guys. Let's get to that spoiler episode. We made a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, be sure to uh, download the spoiler cast if you want to hear more Split Talk. But only if you've seen the movie. Split Talk. I, I cannot it. emphasize yes. it enough. Yes. Only if you've seen the movie. Go see this movie. Just go see it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Mixler, by the way, is spelled M-I-X-L-R.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru. It's Jesus. Thank you very much. I uh, love coming on this podcast, guys. Oh, thanks, man. Um, tell us a little more about Jesus Take the Real. Yes, uh, my new podcast is Jesus Take the Real. It is a podcast where you talk movies and we talk life and we uh, just kind of intermingle it. Each show has a theme and then we each pick a movie and we'll talk about it, But then uh, we play games and then we uh, tell stories related to the theme of the movies we're talking about. So, uh, Andrew, you enjoyed being on the show. You got so to be on. So much fun. And uh, so Aaron, fun. I will get you on very soon, <laughs> cool. I promise. But yeah, it's uh, be fun. I'm 10 episodes deep already and um think about uh, joining a network here pretty soon so, so weekly uh yes it is weekly every okay. tuesday um you can find jesus take the real on itunes but it is also on google play music stitcher and spreaker and uh, you can follow me on my youtube channel as well jesus 12 that has uh, the podcast as well and on twitter at jesus 12 very cool much love and gratitude as well to our patreon supporters who give monthly to make this show and others on the network possible support starts at three dollars a month comes with some pretty fun perks uh you can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio dna also please rate and comment at your podcast player of preference especially if it's itunes itunes uses that information to pr- uh, promote the show and it'd be really cool uh, for you to give us that boost so others might be able to hear it anything else you want to say or you have any ideas for the show possibly some feedback 
you can email us feedback at sifpop.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.